All right, all right. We're listening to Red Light, that Linda Clifford classic. Now, she'll be a guest uh, via telephone. She's in Chicago. Uh, but we're so excited to be talking to her because uh, she has a new, new song coming out. Uh, we also have our local luminaries uh, in the studio with us here on House of Pride Radio. And... Uh, We'll be right back with a live show, folks. Don't go anywhere. We have Sean Haynes here, and we have Nick Leonard here, and we have two lovely ladies that are very creative in the community. We're going to talk to them, uh, Andrea and Bex. Welcome, everyone. We'll be right back. Let's hear one more from Linda Clifford. Don't go anywhere. Right, Runaway Love. That's another Linda Clifton classic. I can't believe we're having a disco diva on the air at 6.30, folks. Are you all into disco music, I hope? I love yeah. disco music. Oh, sure, of course. Uh, Brings us back. <laughs> Brings us back to the good old days. Well, still st- still happening here, dancing to, in the clubs to new disco music, new dance music. Uh, but that's at 6.30. Right now, we have our local luminaries in the room. Folks, you're listening to the House of Pride show. This is Tweaker Turner, live from San Francisco at the Mutiny Radio Station in the Mission. Let's get things started. Yes? Yes. Let's, let's hear it for Woo-hoo. Mutiny Radio. <laughs> so we have a warm room full of talent. Why don't we just go around the room, uh, starting with Andrea. Hey, hi. Good evening. I'm Andrea Aiello with the um, Friends of Harvey Milk Plaza. 
That's it. <laughs> Here to talk to you about this incredible um, public plaza we're building um, at the Castro Mini Station. Finally, after I know that. I I know that plaza. Is that the one with the black with the, and white photographs? With the black and white photographs under the ground, hidden so that no one can see. And did, did the, somebody steal those? I heard recently. Someone stole the bronze plaque several years ago. Oh, bummer. Um, and then. Uh, it was it was replaced. I think PG&E paid to replace it several years. Um, it was probably about five years ago. The same plaza with the um, world-renowned rainbow flag. Fabulous. So we're going to talk about that now. That is that is quite a landmark for people to come and stop at once they are in in the Absolutely. Uh, is, all right. Next. <laughs> oh, please. Hi, I'm. Uh, I'm <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, I'm Bex. I'm one of the organizers of the upcoming San Francisco Bicon, which is a conference for anybody who is attracted to more than or fewer than one gender. So we're trying to be as inclusive as possible because gatekeeping is a buzzkill, and we don't do that. That's called Bikagon? Bikon. No, it's called Bikon. I thought it was like a bicycle tour. It is not a bicycle con, but we could totally have someone come in and talk about bicycles. I get it. Because bicycles are definitely bi-culture. Two wheels or three wheels? (laughs) However you want to roll, baby. Uh However you want to roll. Whatever you got to pass. All right, folks. See, the room is getting lit up now. Don't... (laughs) Don't go anywhere. Many topics. Who's next? Oh. Hi, everybody. It's Sean Haynes. Thank you for my fourth time on the show. Maybe fifth time on the show. I'm not sure. Uh, I represent a lot of groups, and I brought my people with me to talk about uh, two great things that we're working on. But I also want to talk about uh, the Castro LGBT Cultural District, which is another great project that we're working on to bring more resources into our community. Fabulous. And for comic relief, we have... Hi, I'm Nick Leonard, um, one of the local Looney Marys, or whatever, and uh, a comedian and um, performer. And I'm here. I'm uh, glad to be here with the people from Bicon because I was just uh, trying to send in, you know, I was going to email you about uh, comedy and stuff. I used to do a, we ran a show called Q Comedy for uh, like a decade or so. And I uh, also did a show called The Bilarious Show, which was a, uh, uh, comedians open well basically people persons or something you know people not people attracted to more or, or less than uh, one gender so, so uh, Nick when you are writing jokes about such a topic how do you apply the joke writing do you have a, a notepad or uh, yeah I'd carry stuff around write down things that pop into my head and later sift through them and uh, you know find the Find the one, fun, test out the ones that are funny and ones that are just funny in my head, and try to sort them out before they come out my mouth. So, what do you find funny about, uh, like, um, the sexuality of, of bisexuals? Oh, uh, oh, it's all funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's all funny games. Yeah, I had uh, when I first started doing comedy, I had uh, this a straight couple that were friends of mine, and I was starting to try to find you know positive things, and I was. Uh, Telling jokes about like uh, like the leather community and stuff, and I was saying, are people going to get those? Should I should I like try to tone it down? They're like, no, that's exactly what we want to hear about. So, kind of more like what everybody has in common. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, just kind of universal things that uh, people assume that everyone's different from them, but 
Well, maybe you right. can perform this. Uh, is it like a three-minute, ten-minute routine? Or uh, well, I haven't really prepared at the anything. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm hoping to uh, do something. I was also thinking of doing for uh, Sketchfest, pr- proposing a reunion of Q comedy with a lot of local people like Karen Ripley, Lisa Godoldig, people that have. Uh, yeah, it's been just the groundwork of, of the San Francisco comedy scene. Fabulous. Well, let's get into this the conference. When is it all going down? The conference is October 12th. Uh, we're currently scheduled to have it at the San Francisco LGBT Center. Um, and then we'll have a happy hour afterwards. And we'll all be descending into the nightclub scene on that Saturday night. So we haven't put tickets up on sale yet, but we're starting to get some really great conference submissions for talks. and. I'm really, really, I encourage anybody who has anything to say about this, that anything remotely related to queerness or bisexuality or demisexuality or asexuality, anything that falls into this umbrella of like, like getting past the binary of attraction. We really want to hear what you have to say. We're really, really interested. I'm so excited about, you know, we've ha- we have some proposals that are about like the stigma of promiscuity. Um, we might have someone come in and talk about prep. We might, uh, we, I really want someone to talk about bisexual representation in popular culture, which is becoming so fantastically prevalent in shows like the Good Place and in uh, Schitt's Creek and a bunch of other great shows. Like this is such a great moment to be <laughs> to be queer. Um, and there's really anything um, is on the table as far as I'm concerned. We also want to have some tracks about general health. Um, bisexuals are much more subject to anxiety disorders and depression and a sense of isolation. And we really want to have fun. And I'm, I'm sorry, I missed it. What, what venue is it going to be? It's at the home? center. At the, oh. At, at the LGBT, LGBT center. Oh, yeah, that's right on uh, Market Street. It, 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 it is. Yeah, still yes. there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's going to be a conference forum, just uh, like seating and a, like a podium kind of thing. Um, We're going to have, a, but we're hoping to have a bunch of different formats. I want to have some great facilitated discussions. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that bisexuals joke about a lot um, in, in our own community is the challenge of flirting and dating and how you know when somebody is hitting on you and how you know if you should be hitting on somebody. And it, it gets a little confusing. Um, a lot of bi people are... Um, polyamorous and then a lot of us are not i see that term popping up here and there now what does that mean um so polyamory is is one form of it it generally it's an open relationship so people who are in a committed relationship will outline the terms under which they consent to, to their partner having an intimate relationship with somebody else so everyone has their own agreements around that, who, everyone who is poly, um, and it's tremendously variant. Some people are okay with their partner having sex with others but not being in a committed relationship. Some people have completely open relationships where they have lifetime commitments to multiple people and they all live together. There's a full gamut. 
That is so interesting. Um, Sean, are, are you bi? I, um, I have experienced having interest in a diversity of people. Um, I guess I could leave it at that. <laughs> Such a politician doesn't Thank actually you. answer the question. <laughs> These are tough questions. Next one, please. <laughs> yeah, I like um, to I like to think of myself as being gifted with the capacity and an openness to be rejected by all genders. Yes, I've got to steal that one next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wish I, I I wish I could hear like um, your your comedy routine with the all well, these jokes about bisexuality oh well uh, i think you probably when? can at bicon oh, okay when is that somewhere yeah oh are you performing That's a, he's, he's I, well i'm gonna, we're gonna negotiate <laughs> yeah. that i don't want to he, he's looking for a slot public. folks it, it's like one of those <laughs> a slot to do his magic it's like oh. whenever i watch someone do a public marriage proposal i cringe because like you know that's not the place for that so, yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll uh, are there going to be live performers such as like comedians and DJs or things like that for entertainment value? That's a great question. <laughs> could spice things up. I'm, I'm Maybe sure. Maybe there should be like a makeout room in the back or something for. Uh, yeah, you know, somebody <laughs> requested. Somebody did request a sex party. Um, oh, anyone well, who is willing know. to take on that far, level right? of liability, wow. if you are willing to organize that, I think that's a higher tier of yeah. Yeah. insurance. I, I personally am not willing to open bathroom, myself anyways. up to that level. But there's a stage there. I'll do five minutes. Yeah. Okay, so five he's booked himself. Exactly? Nick, this is why Nick won yeah. <laughs> best comedian 2018, <laughs> according to the Bay Area uh, Bestie wow. Awards. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, that was a while ago, but yeah, thanks. Um, that well, I'm an entertainer, so I, I always thinking of like the entertainment value to engage people uh, that brings people's you know to t- together. Uh, but so does a straight on form, straight form, so to speak, is good too. I don't think there's anything straight about it. Boldly forward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, whatever you guys do, it sounds very enticing. We're very excited. There are so few spaces that are designated for bi and pan and demisexual and asexual and people and all of you know like i want to be as inclusive as possible and i'm sure my list is not exhaustive but you know there's a lot there are lots and lots of spaces for gay men yeah and bisexual men can kind of pass in those spaces there are fewer spaces it's just like there's so many moving like holes and and um, <laughs> pegs because Whoa. because what I mean is that's a different like you're saying innuendo, bye but bye from whose perspective from a straight man's perspective for like you know so he's interested in a woman and a man or from a you know you know a gay man's perspective is he interested in you know <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I want to hear the end of the sentence. I have learned now. So, what polyandrous? What is the polyamorous? Word? Amorous is, but what's pan? So pansexuality. Um, it's very. You know, I I consider myself bisexual, and I I have trouble. It's pansexuality is a newer term. And I'm old, so like, you know, pansexuality is something that a lot of um, 
millennials and younger are embracing as a, as a term for their identity. And to me, it reads very similar as bi. But I think the argument that a lot of people make is, well, bisexual sounds like you're um, reifying the gender binary. And we're all, you know, as old timers are like, no, that's not what we're doing. Bi means I am attracted to people who are the same gender as myself, as well as people who are a different gender than myself. But I, language is always evolving. Gatekeeping is not fun. I have no interest in doing that. I want everyone to feel welcome. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Andrea, will you be attending the bi conference? No, I'm not going to attend the bi <laughs> conference. I don't. I really don't think. <laughs> I'm kind of more in those boring lesbians. <laughs> You're more than welcome in our space. Like I said, we not don't your gatekeep. Cup of, cup of tea, <laughs> and we're a blast. <laughs> yes, everyone's welcome. Doors open. Everyone's at, welcome. Uh, That's right. <laughs> you do have well, to maybe buy I'll a ticket. Go. Oh, maybe okay. We'll when go. do they go okay. on sale, uh, Bex? Uh, probably April. I'm, I'm saying like originally it was going to be the beginning of March, but we decided that we want to have a couple of our speakers lined up first. Um, so it's kind of, unfortunately it's a moving goalpost. Organizing a conference is far more work than any of us imagined it would be. It is So fun. stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a short musical break, then we're going to come back with, and hear all about what Sean Haynes is up to. Wee! Wee! <laughs> So, folks, be sure to get your tickets for the Bi Conference as soon as they go on sale. Uh, it'll be a hot child in the city kind of evening. And what's our website? It is sfbicon.com, and we're also on Facebook. You can just look for San Francisco Bicon, and you should be able to find us pretty easily. And we post a lot of updates there. And we're fun. You should just follow us anyway, because we're fun. Fabulous. Watch it come. All right, Sean, why'd you come in here looking like that? Well, this is how I always look. <laughs> you woke up like that. <laughs> well, it did take a little bit of work this morning. <laughs> Hi. Thanks Hello. for having all of us on the show. It's always fun to be here. Thank you for coming. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, what brings you to the House of Pride show today? What you got cooking? Well, all the projects that I'm working on with my friends here, the Bi Conference and the Friends of Harvey Milk Plaza, which mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk more about that. Um, yes. I, I wanted to talk uh, specifically 
um, about a couple of things that I'm working on outside of those two, two different networks. Uh, the Castro LGBT Cultural District, which is one of San Francisco's many up-and-coming cultural districts, is looking for more community support. I think the microphone died. Did that? No, it's still there. And we just had a really great community meeting uh, last week at the LGBT History Museum. Um, we had a great little uh, piece that came out in the... Um, Bay Area reporter talking about it. Uh, we are very close to getting this introduced at the Board of Supervisors, and it goes through a couple of different committees. Uh, and it's going to be very, very important for everybody who would love to see the Castro have a cultural district responsive to the needs of the LGBTQ community to uh, follow us on Facebook and follow us on our website. We have two things on our website that we want people to really pay attention to. We have a support letter, uh, which is getting people to sign up and say that they uh, support the concept of having a cultural district in the Castro. It's going to happen, but it would definitely always nice to be able to present the, the Board of Supervisors with a nice stack of letters from everybody that they know. Yeah, well, there's a museum now, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, the cultural well, districts are responsive to uh, uh, a lot of different including cultural heritage so um, I was quoted as saying that this is another tool that helps us to do great things like stave off um, mm -hmm. to some degree uh, gentrification and displacement uh, we had a great conversation about uh, making the Castro through the efforts of the cultural district to be uh, more, uh, more diverse and uh, culturally responsive to uh, underrepresented communities uh, a lot of the reasons why I'm with all the different groups that I am is to make sure that the, the representation is there and that they get opportunities like this to come on the radio and talk about what we're working on. Uh, we um, heard from the, the um, youth at that, that particular community meeting. They want more opportunity to have spaces and engagement with uh, their elders. Um, we have... Um, a lack of that in the Castro. I haven't really seen too many different opportunities where people of my generation and above can really work with the kids unless it's something specific that they wanted to get involved in. Uh, we heard from the trans community that they would like to have more engagement and opportunities to be uh, represented in the Castro as as well as the women's community. Um, you know, I we always have this conversation where is there a lesbian bar in San Francisco um, there are lesbian activities but uh, for a community like the Castro that has a history of um, not being as diverse and inclusive as, as it could be uh, cultural districts and specifically for the Castro and maybe some others it's a great opportunity to address um, these long held issues of uh, diversity inclusion and, and how do we also work to protect uh, um, events and activities uh, that we know have declined you know, if you've gone to uh, the Castro Street Fair which I love and I'm there every year it seems to be getting a little bit smaller um, and so this cultural district uh, comes with an earmark from the city in terms of money that can be reinvested in to support the community. So um, we're, like I said, we're very close to getting this uh, introduced at the Board of Supervisors. Uh, follow us on our website, CastroLGBTQ.org. That's the same as our Twitter and our Instagram and Facebook and such. Uh, so it's very easy to find. Um, so people, we want you to sign up on that support letter, but we also have a public-facing survey. Um, surveys, as we all know, it helps us to collect data information. It's a very informative tool of how uh, the course of any particular initiative uh, will take. Um, after this is introduced and passed, there'll be more of a deeper community engagement process. So we sort of jump ahead and, and begin uh -huh. that work to start co to collect information. Here, take a breath. 
I don't read <laughs> oh for anything. That's a lot of words. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a, I haven't spoken in a while, so I'm out of practice. <laughs> I feel like putting like a beat behind that. <laughs> right? Totally got to make up for it. So, so let's get back into the Harvey Milk Plaza because I always found that that's such a warm, welcoming like intro to the Castro every time you get off the Muni. Was yeah, that one of the intentions? You know, um, so um, listeners who are familiar with the Castro Muni Station will know that you get off the Muni st- when you arrive in the, in the Castro, you get off the Muni Station and um, you walk upstairs and um, and you're at Castro Market, right? You're you see the Castro Theater. If you turn around, you can see the giant rainbow flag, um, and but nobody m- notices. The pictures downstairs, and they're they're actually Danny Nicoletta um, was Harvey's photographer, and he there's about three or four pictures depicting Harvey's life um, on that black fence downstairs, mm-hmm. um, and they're hidden, and there's a a bronze plaque um, on one of those uh, on a pole. I swear I've never seen that in all the years. Yeah, okay. it's it's just, you know, what we Have say is we're there? finally gonna, <laughs> going to take Harvey Milk um, out of the closet and, and raise him upstairs into the sunshine. And, oh, you're going to move and, that. And what oh, okay. we, um, we are, this is a really is a, is a huge campaign to redesign mm-hmm. um, Harvey Milk Plaza and also the Castro Muni Station. And did your group have a say in the design of that plaza? Oh the no! Circuit? Oh no! That was that a, plaza was um, developed. Developed. It was actually a Bart. So Bart owns that land. Okay. Um, and so it was in the '70s that plaza was designed as a as an extension of Muni. Right. It was. It was going to be. This is before Portola, so it was the last stop um, uh, at that point. And um, so it was designed by an architectural firm. You know, DPW contract. And, um, well, it's a great design. The circ- I love the circular uh, kind of shape of it all. And, uh, it's, yeah. It really has some very strong points. It's really yeah. beautiful and that it has light and it has landscaping. But um, the, and the stairs are actually really, going down the stairs, you know, are actually oh, yeah. really beautiful. And now they have the little rainbow LED lights in the that, escalator, on the escalator. Mm-hmm. It's but always fun those, to ride up there and drag. Right. The, the stairs are really, <laughs> actually really um awkward to negotiate. Um, yeah. I know many people have tripped and hurt themselves. And um, so we we started this process about three or four years ago to really reimagine um, and think about what can we do to really honor Harvey Milk and the Castro? I mean, this is this man is so, so important and people are forgetting who he was. In fact, you ask 15 or 16 year olds and they don't know who Harvey Milk was, and even, if they, even if they're LGBT identified or or some kind of you know queer identification, they don't know who he is. They, you know because they were too young to see the movie Milk, <laughs> and so, yeah. um, so what we really want to do is to develop a true memorial that mm-hmm. will really honor Harvey Milk in the in the Castro to be commensurate with the kind of iconic figure that he is and what he has done not only for the Castro in San Francisco but really for the worldwide LGBT community. And you're involved with this, are, are Sean? Yes. Yeah, and now where, where will you, Sean, be moving the photographs of Harvey Milk to? Will it be 
on to the right of the upstairs? The whole, you know, the whole, it, people can go to harveymilkplaza.org. Um, as I, we engaged, yeah. there was an international competition, architectural oh, competition to fabulous. really reimagine and redesign the plaza. So we've been working on this for, as I said, about four years. Um, we've had many, many community meetings, lots of community input. And so the whole thing is really changing to really become a true memorial to Harvey Milk. And we're obviously working really closely with um, the city, with Public Works and with MTA and with the community. We've had many, many community meetings. So we're really, really excited about this. It's a work in progress. It, it is absolutely a work in progress. Excuse me, that was my cell Somebody phone. left yeah. their phone on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so when do you, were the designs, are people still competing now to? No, that we've selected our firm and and we're beginning to um, go through the city approval process, which is a pretty long process. We're this going is so through, exciting. Oh. It's, very, it's really, really <laughs> exciting. You should go, I really urge you to, mm-hmm. we have a Facebook page, Friends of F. Friends of Harvey Milk Plaza, is that yes. what the Facebook page is? Yes. And um, our, the website is harveymilkplaza.org. Um, and it is, it is something that is really going to transform the neighborhood and um, really change that whole intersection of Castro and Market. Um, it is such an iconic intersection. I mean, we all know that if everyone knows all over the Bay Area that if something is going on politically, you go to the Castro, you go to Castro and Market, yes. and you'll find out mm-hmm. what's going on, and you're gonna, you'll be at the center of the action. Well, people all over the world look to the Castro for leadership, and we are still the LGBT mecca for the worldwide LGBT community. Gayborhoods all over the world are, are disappearing. We haven't disappeared yet, and, and, and what this, this is about is it, part of this, with the, the, the um, cultural district and, and a bunch of different efforts, is really about sustaining the um, LGBTQ culture in the Castro, so that it will continue on for the next, you know, 30 years, and that it, and and you know, people, of course, people leave and move and and change neighborhoods, but if we can, kind of have institutions and public realm markers in in this neighborhood, in this iconic place, we will always have that history. That history won't leave us, and um, so. We're really, really excited, and please join us. Where we have um, the Castro has an art walk on the first Thursday of the month, and we always have a presentation in one of the storefronts with um, where we're going and, and and the progress that we're making. So check out the Castro art walk also, and um, you'll you can catch up with us and see where we're at. It's really, really exciting. Super exciting, uh, fabulous. All right. Hold this thought. We're going to get back into our local stuff. But right now, we have to call Chicago, Chicago. and speak to uh, dance diva legend Linda Clifford. She has some new music coming out. Wow. Let's prep things out with one of her biggest hits. If my friends could see me now, Linda Clifford will be right back with her live on the air.
Oh, yes. Her friends can see her. Well, actually, they can hear her because she's on uh, the uh, telephone live from Chicago. The one and only Miss Linda Clifford. Can you hear us? Hi, I can hear you. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for joining us today on House of Pride Radio. I have a full room here of uh, friends and fans of yours, so I just want to go around the room and have them introduce themselves to you, if you don't mind. Oh, no, I'd love it. Hi, Linda. Hey, my name is Andrea, and I'm um, reimagining uh, Harvey Milk Plaza so that it can really um, memorialize our this iconic figure, Harvey Milk. Oh, my goodness. Yes, of course. Of course. Well, it's very nice to meet you. I'm glad you're here with us. Hi there, my name is Sean. Uh, I'm here with my friends, and uh, I'm talking in addition to these other great opportunities about Castro's uh, desire to create an LGBTQ cultural district to help us uh, reaffirm and provide also some much needed resources to keep up activities that we do in the area. Wonderful, wonderful. Nice to meet you as well. I think your uh, Linda. I think your song, "If My Friends Could See Me Now," would be a perfect theme for what they're doing over at the Harvey Milk yes. Plaza. <laughs> Just a thought. I'm putting it yeah. out there. <laughs> Just put it out there. I like it. I like uh, it. We have two more uh, guests here. Go ahead, hon. Hi. Hi. My name is Bex, and uh, I'm one of the people organizing a an event called BiCon, which is a conference and party for people who are attracted to more than one gender or less than one gender. All right, that sounds like a party. It'll, yeah. be, a, it'll be a good party. Keep yes, it. that's the idea. All right. It's San Francisco, Linda, sorry. All right. <laughs> I don't think there's anything to apologize you, for, but you're right. come. You're right, <laughs> Join us. And last but not least, our comedian. Hi, I'm Nick Leonard, a San Francisco comedian and a fan of disco music. Yay. Thank, thank you for oh, well, all the lovely music. Th- thank you so much. It's it's very nice to, to meet and hear from all of you. And it sounds like you're all into doing wonderful things right now um, for the city and, and uh, for your community. So that's great. I'm a big fan of, of uh, being involved and, and helping out. So I applaud you. Yay, thank you, Linda. Now, you're involved in uh, a lot of things, too. Some uh, You've got a, uh, a one-woman show. Uh, I don't know if it's debuted yet or just about to, and then you have new music coming out. Where, where do you want to start? We're so excited to hear about it. You know, I'll tell you, um, <laughs> either one is great. I, As far as the, the new one-woman show that I'm doing, it's really... Uh, that's something that is a, it's a salute to Nancy Wilson, who I grew up listening to her music. And I've always loved her style and her songs. And I thought, you know, one day I'm going to do a show, you know, that's based around that type of music. And so um, when she retired, I put, put together this show and I did a tour Actually, I didn't come to San Francisco, but I did Los Angeles and Palm Springs and, you know, a few places on the West Coast. And um, the show was really successful, and I had a great time, and I thought, you know, why should I stop doing it? I mean, I can do that and incorporate it with my other, my own songs. So that's what I did, and um, people are really liking it, I'm, I'm very pleased to say, so... You know, that's something that's um, still uh, boiling over. And then, of course, 
with the first ladies of disco, uh, Martha Wash and Norma Jean Wright and myself, we have a new song coming out. And that's going to be released on the 25th of this month. So really just a few days away. Yes, is it, and, it's uh, called Don't Stop Me Now. When When is it going to be available for purchase? I believe it'll be uh, available on the 25th okay. of this month. So, um, you know, it'll be uh, downloadable and danceable as of the 25th of March. So, you know, I want to get everybody ready. It's such a great song. It's inspirational. It's fun. It's one of those arms up in the air, screaming, jumping kind of tunes that you that you want to hear when you're out having a good time. I can't wait. Uh, who wrote the song? Did you write it? The, yeah, the song was written by Zach Adam, who actually uh, wrote our very first song that we recorded together a few years ago called... Uh, Show some, uh, oh God, now I can't think of it. Show some respect. Show some respect. It was a big hit. (laughs) Show some respect, right. It was a combination of First Ladies of Disco and Aretha Franklin. No. (laughs) (laughs) But um, uh, Zach wrote the very first song we did. And so we contacted him again when we were ready to go back in the studio because he has just an incredible flair for the kind of stuff we like to do. Yeah. So um, he wrote this one for us, and and we just loved it. So, guys, this is a what what you did with First Ladies of Disco is really fascinating. So, um, Linda, you collaborated with Martha Wash, who's like one of the Uh biggest dance artists uh, from the '90s and even today, you know, uh, living legend. And uh, initially, it was uh, Evelyn Champagne King of Shame fame, and right, yeah. Uh, and that well, kind of was born out of, I would say, in part of what James Arena did with his fabulous books, uh, The First Ladies of Disco and his other three books. Would you agree? Can you take us back? Absolutely. Bit? You know, you beat me to it. I was about to, to mention that um, James Arena, who, you know, a lot of what we're doing now started and bubbled over as a result of his incredible book, um, First Ladies of Disco. And, you know, James, because he was just an enormous fan of the genre, you know, started looking into some of the acts and talking to people. And I'm proud to say I was the first person he interviewed for the book. And we just hit it off so well that I gave him everybody's phone number that I had in my book. I'm like, here, call this one, call that one, and and see if they'll talk to you and he did and it just started this huge um phenomena with these books and now he's done european um versions of it of many of the disco and dance acts from the 80s and 90s he's just doing incredible work so i'm really proud of him and i love him very much and then how did you guys the three of you that would uh you must be friends with uh mother and um evelyn champagne king how did you decide to get together as a group? You know, I'll tell you, we, Martha and I have known each other. I met Martha so many years ago in Italy. We were doing um, the Venice Music Festival years and years ago, and uh, she was still performing with Sylvester and uh, Isora. And so we met that many years ago and have known each other and worked with each other on and off throughout the years. 
And then Evelyn and I met in New York. Oh, I, I guess she was right after she recorded the song uh, uh, Shame. And, you know, she was just a baby. So we all have worked together. We've done TV together. And so when the book came out, uh, James Washington, who manages um, uh, Martha, had the idea to maybe put a group of women together from the book to do these performances. And he, you know, he called the three of us together and said, would you be interested in doing this? And we were like, yeah, you know, of course we would. It sounds like fun. And we get to do what we love and people loved it. And it's just been going ever since. Uh, you know, the, your first hit was actually called Show Some Love, Not Show Some Respect. Wasn't that an Eraser song? Yeah, Nick? I know. <laughs> when you said Show Some Respect, I'm like, oh, he brought Aretha into the, <laughs> into the mix. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. It's all good, though. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. I love you. I forgive you. Does anyone have a question for Linda Clifford right now? If not, I do. Oh, go, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so... Um, so tell me why the lineup changed for round two of First Ladies of Disco. Well, I don't think it's that the lineup changed. I think it, it just shows that, first of all, there are so many women out there who were involved at that time in, in disco music. Um, you know, we, we actually, our very first show that we did had Chic, um, Martha, Evelyn, Jeannie Tracy, myself. I mean, there were like 15 acts, and we were all first ladies of disco. So it just came down to the three of us, and now it's moved on to Norma Jean Wright, who, uh, as you know, was vocalist with the group Chic for many years. That's so, right, you know, it's always. It's an interchangeable thing. Well, I love the concept. And do you guys, don't you think yeah, that's cool? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, you know, there are times when Martha will have a show or I will have a show or Norma. You know, we might be out doing our other thing. They can always call on one of the other first ladies. And, you know, ideally, you know, when you think about it, disco was a while back. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we're not you know, we're not going to be around forever. So if you want to see us, you better get out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that you're, you're you you know, you're you're um introducing yourself to to the, the to the children uh with the the new music and um your legacy continues uh onwards in in a new way, which is super exciting for me as a uh, from a DJ's perspective. So you have this long history from disco uh, to now dance music, uh, and it's all like a related, um, a big arch of great music. Um, the new song is Don't Stop Me Now. I cannot wait to hear it. Uh, do you have a bunch of remixes on it? There are quite a few coming. Um, I know we have several that are in the works right now, and uh, I'm anxious to hear some of the newer ones myself, so I know that there will be remixes, and they too will be available. So, you know, it's, it's an incredible time in my life, and I, I'm so, so happy that young people are listening and are into the music and are open, you know, to hearing uh, the sounds that, that we are putting down <laughs> so you know it's, it's a thrilling thrilling time for us 
Absolutely. And it's super exciting to see um, a girl group, especially legends such as yourself, come together and do live performances. Uh, you know, um, you guys have done so much that it's very inspiring to to see your talent uh, performing together on stage. Like, I would love to I would love to come to a show. Do you have anything coming up this summer? Oh my goodness, we've got quite a few things. We're, we're going to be back in Vegas again this, this year. Uh, we've done uh, quite a few shows in Vegas, but we've got something coming up in June. Um, I can let you know once I get all the details. I don't want to spill the beans on it yet, oh, okay. but that'll be coming up very soon. Um, and needless to say, we're just going to be traveling around the country. I'd love to be in San Francisco sometime uh, soon to do a show. Oh, that would be fun. The last let, time let me, I uh, was there, I played the, the Castro. I was at the Castro Theater, and that oh, was yeah, just yeah. such the, a blast. Oh, that's great. Um, hey, yeah. I'll, I'll shoot you a, a producer's... Uh, I, mean, I, I might have a lead. I'll, I'll talk to you about that later. Um, okay. <laughs> I What was I going to say? Um, God, like, that would be great, like a disco diva show here. Um, you guys oh. went to, I think you went to uh, California last year at um, San Diego, was it? We played San Diego last year. We played Palm Springs last year. We were, we were kind of just going all over the place, but we never made it to San Francisco. So I would love to, you know, have that chance because... Our audience, I think, would really, really enjoy this show. And and the fact that we just have such a good time, we're good friends, and when we go out on that stage, it's just excitement, joy, power, it's everything. And, you know, you want to share that with people. So... Um, you know, uh, again, I will I will contact you and let you know what's happening in the near future, so we can maybe see you face to face. I would love that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, hey, everyone has a favorite disco song, um, but and you have a string of big disco hits. But what would you say is one of your favorite disco hits that's not yours? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> One that's not mine, that's my... I ha oh, my goodness, there's so many. There are a lot, um, yes. I love, love, love Sylvester. So, you know... Um, oh, my God, I love Sylvester. Who else did I love that? If you come to San Francisco, you have to sing to my Sylvester. Knees. Thelma Houston, Houston, don't leave me this way. Oh, yeah, that's a good uh, one. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I I love "Ring My Bell" with the, those electric drums. Oh, oh ring my, my God! Bell, you know, right. She's the first lady of disco, also. <laughs> okay, let's hear it from our our guest here. What do you, some? Give, give me a favorite disco song. What what comes first thing comes to mind? Well, first thing that comes to mind for me is uh, I was a punk rocker as a teenager, but I loved a lot of music, and I'd bring tapes to a club, and I think uh, I brought a tape with Kraftwerk on it, and I followed it up with. Donna Summer's I Feel Love and then ah. they yes. tricked the punk rockers into enjoying disco. <laughs> that song was revolutionary. Yeah. You fooled them. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? Disco? They both resonate as so queer for me, like the Donna <laughs> Summer disco and Kraftwerk. Both, and Giorgio yeah. Moroder right in the middle there. Perfect. Yeah. Did your paths ever cross with uh, Giorgio and, and his gang, uh, Linda? 
You know, I, I think we met at a party. Um, I remember meeting Donna at, um, I think, it was, was it the Billboard Awards? No, American Music Awards hmm. uh, many years ago, which was the Dick Clark uh, American Music Awards. And we were both in the, nominated in the same category. And I believe that Chaka Khan ended up winning. <laughs> so we, we were both kind of like, huh? <laughs> was, that for, was that for Red Light? No, uh, you know, that would have been, that would have been really cool. But I think it would shoot your best shot. Oh, okay. Yes, that was. Yeah, I think it would shoot your best shot. And it's so funny, but, you know, on my, I noticed that on my Facebook page, a lot of uh, folks have been posting lately a lot of songs that, you know, I recorded. And some of which I haven't heard for a very long time. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot that one. And, you know, I'm realizing, wow, I did. I was very fortunate. People really liked my music, and I, and I had quite a, few, quite a few hits. So I'm very grateful, you know, for the years in the business and, and the time I got to spend with, with my fans. What so, is, uh, what's the one song do you think it, the fans want the most from you, from your hit repertoire? Runaway Love. Oh, that one holds up so strong. The production level and the the vocal delivery, just amazing. Great song. Classic. I, you know, I think that somewhere along the line, everybody has experienced that kind of romantic um, or non-romantic, however you want to look at it, uh, affair where things just didn't work and no matter what you did, but you finally reach the end where you go, okay, that's it. Take your dog and get your stuff and get out in the house. You finally get to that point. So a lot of people experience that, I think. Sean, have you? Experience. A runaway love. Uh, yeah. I've have you experienced love? Some loves <laughs> run away. Um, <laughs> the, the most hilarious response to somebody who wasn't prepared for what I have to give was that uh, my ex was hanging out with me at the time. He's like, oh, yeah, you got that bald spot. I'm like, yeah, you mean the one at the, up here? He's like, no, 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 the one on the side of your head. Turns out when you get really, really stressed out, hair can fall off from anywhere. Uh, yeah. I, well, we're going to soothe, soothe your your past burns with uh, by going out with Runaway Love by Linda Clifford. Uh, if you don't mind me using that song to exit out of uh, our fabulous oh, I interview. Would love it. It's a pleasure great. to speak with you. Yeah. Um, before we go, Linda, where can folks go to follow you right now? Well, they can certainly go to my um, my website, which is www.thelindaclifford.com. Certainly on Facebook mm-hmm. um, and Twitter. Uh, let's not forget Twitter. <laughs> let's not forget the Twitter. Twitter is there. And, um, you know, so, you know, I'm always in touch with, with people who write to me and, um, you know, contact me about different things and who have questions about the business and whatever. I try to stay on top of that. So, you know, any anyone, anytime, just contact me through any of those mediums and I will be happy to get back to you. Fabulous. You heard it here, folks. 
Go contact Linda Clifford and stay tuned for her collaboration with First Ladies of Disco. They have a new song dropping in just a couple of weeks. Uh, Linda, they can catch you also at the uh, Nancy Wilson Tribute Show. Where is that being, where are you launching that? That's going to be in uh, St. Charles, Illinois. Uh, For all of the Chicago folks and people in the area uh, around uh, St. Charles, it will be at the Arcata Speakeasy. And you can find that online and purchase your tickets through their box office. And it's going to be uh, June 7th and 8th. It'll be a two-night launch, and it'll be lots of fun. I hope they people come out to see it. It'll be great. Folks, go get your tickets. Uh, we wish you the best of luck with that show. Let's uh, do a catch-up after, uh, after that in the summer. If, you, if you're available, we'd love to have you back. Absolutely. I would love it. Thank you so much for having me on. It was great talking and meeting everybody. Likewise. Let's have a nice round of applause for the one and the Clifford. Yay! We're going to go out now with Runaway Love, Linda's <laughs> classic from the disco era. Here goes, folks. Runaway Love. All right, all right. If you want to hear the whole seven-minute version, go to iTunes just like I did and download Runaway Love and all of Linda's greatest hits. Fabulous. Folks, this just in, we have a surprise. Uh, We have our local luminaries going to get back into their stories again. But uh, coming up in just a few minutes, we'll be talking uh, live from Miami to that fabulous freestyle group, Company B. They have new music coming out, too. I can't wait to hear all about it. But right now, why don't we uh, uh, do a roundabout, get right back into what are some topics we need to uh, discuss in you guys on doings. I know we have the Bi Conference coming up. Can't wait for that. Really? Are you going to come? I come. Can come, yes. Yes, indeed. And let's just reiterate when that is. It's October 12th. It's oh, an, it's a, it's a, yeah. It, it's, a, it, it's a minute away. It, it's <laughs> going way too fast for It's us. in development as we speak. It is in development as we speak. Um, if, and if vendors or speakers want to contact you about possibly being a part of it, what should they do? They should either find us on the Facebook. Um, we have a SF Bicon page on Facebook, or you can go to our website, sfbicon.com. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Or you can email us, um, sfbicon at gmail.com. And we're definitely looking for any kind of sponsorship. We're looking for speakers, and we mostly want people to come. 
Yes! <laughs> Fabulous. And now, and also uh, getting back into the, the Harvey Milk Plaza, it's this huge deal because, uh, you know, you go into the Castro and sometimes you see the display of the Harvey Milk photos, uh, you know, the, the famous photos. Uh, sometimes you miss it. Uh, I've never seen the plaque. And now we're going to have to look for it. I love the space, though. I can't wait to see what the city and, and your group comes up with a solution to bring yeah, it more yeah, viable, more visible visible to uh to folks especially the youth yes youth everybody um you know um and the interesting thing is you know the community is totally behind this they really want to see this the castro be able to have a public gathering space because they really we don't have a really great place to be outside and to gather you have said that's such a good point because you know there's that little one thing i noticed there's no place to sit really and now they used to have the benches but they had to take them away because the transient population well maybe not transient well, I think of drug dealers or something yeah. maybe took there's, them there's over. chairs and tables across the street um, in the little Jane Moore <coughs> Plaza where the F line is um, yeah. so but there's, do you know what I'm talking about there used to be those benches yes attached I know those benches those, yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're not there anymore <laughs> they're not there anymore no <laughs> <laughs> but there is the seating area which yeah, is a little dicey street. sometimes you can get a chair sometimes it's yeah there's, it's, there's lots of people actually that um, that hang out there that, lots of tourists that have lunch people you know it's it is a it's a viable place for people to gather and actually there's events um, live entertainment there every weekend there is between I saw May Kippy Marks <laughs> um, yeah. lots of different we have, between have you, you know dancing there, poetry uh, in fact I was going <laughs> to invite him <laughs> Nick you got I was going to invite him because oh I've always wanted to have comedians that's what perform House of Pride Radio is all yeah. about bringing <laughs> you know, it was like <laughs> come to Jay Warner Plaza for live in the Castro this summer yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Together. Look at this sure. connection Does on the have radio. To call your agent. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll have to. I'll have, oh, to, I'll have to talk to, to your agent, agent first. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 The same phone number as me and a slightly different name. Oh, okay, Rick, great. Rick, Rick yeah, Rick no, but there is live live entertainment live in live in the Castro. So is that on a regular schedule? It's um yes, every Saturday and Sunday between May mid May through um mid through the end of October at one o'clock. Fabulous. Was your organization part of the folks uh, responsible for the the art that's at that plaza? Those are like kind yes. of fiber, fiber. Yeah, it's called the seed. A lot of people call them the flowers or the tulips. Um, oh. But yeah, so I'm the director for the Castro Community Benefit District, and so we are the the little nonprofit that manages or takes care of that little space where the that little where the chairs are, Jane mm-hmm. Warner Plaza. And yes, we um, had a grant, and we. Um, had a little competition, and you know, yeah, selected that um, LED art that um, is is there and lights up the plaza. And is more at night. durable than you would think, as indicated by that picture on Facebook of that uh, somebody out sitting person in it. sitting yes. on top of yes. it. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. Well, there was. Thank goodness for engineers Spawn who uh, <laughs> <laughs> who made it strong enough for someone to. Thank. They it won't, the it didn't break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that uh, that plaza is dedicated to um, a very special person. Jane Warner. She was a patrol special officer. Um, yeah, and, I remember her. Um, yeah. yeah, do you? Yeah, she was in the cast. Really, so, so many people love her so dearly. She, you know, carried carried a uh, stick, but she had a heart as big as the city of San Francisco. Taken from us, untimely. Uh, un- 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 passing yes yeah. well well she was ill but yeah so what a nice way to remember her by yeah by and we try to really take care of the space in her name yeah, yeah. fabulous um 
So all good things going on. Yeah, in the there's Castro. a lot happening you know, happening in the Castro. People should come by and visit. Yeah. Come by, you know, this summer. It's there's fun stuff happening. And and Sean, I know you're trying to put a lot of irons in the fire to uh, make the place a better place for everyone. Yes, always. Mm-hmm. Uh, which brings me to one last thing that I could, you know, I, I'm always feeling remiss if I don't mention everything that I'm doing. Uh, we talked last year about the anti-racism workshops uh, that a cohort and I have been producing um, for our guests. It feels like two years now. Uh, we've done mm-hmm. like That's five right, or yeah. six anti-racism workshops. We're doing another one on the 31st of March. Um, this is our second time doing it with Indivisible SF. If you're familiar with uh, that political group that goes out and engages our elected officials in the community in general about the issues that are happening. Um, They have been really excited to work with us to have anti-racism workshops. It's going to be Sunday, March 31st uh, from 3 to 5 at the Women's Building in... And so um, this is the uh, first time we're doing it at the Women's Building. It's on 18th Street? Yes, it's on uh, 18th Street, uh, like a... Near Valencia. Yeah. Beautiful mural. Half a block up from Valencia. Beautiful mural. Great location. Um... And it's going to be fun to continue to have this conversation. And is it open to uh, the public? It is open. That's why we're here giving announcements. <laughs> Everything I touch is open to the public. Um, and a great opportunity for uh, people to come. Um, we're also, I'm also interested in growing our uh, collective to get more people to help us with uh, facilitating anti-racism workshops uh, so that we can have more of a fleet of people who can help uh, take this training into different places. Uh, we uh, Last time we were on, we were on with uh, Karen Fleshman and, and Leron Burton, uh, my two great friends. Uh, we've been doing this effort for a while now that we'll be, uh, we'll be co-facilitating facilitating this uh, event together um, so we go over a number of different topics to give people uh, um, you know tools and um, resources to help them begin to have this conversation elsewhere how to identify certain things within you know society that they can um, easily easily uh, step up and say something and do something about it um, we know that um, big not just because of number 45, but before that, um, we had issues with racism, but now we know that it's definitely a big issue that um, I'm pretty sure our presidential candidates will begin to start to uh, push on that topic as a big topic um, coming forward. So we're really excited uh-huh. to sort of be And, and so this. just to reiterate, that's at the Women's Building. When? What's the date and what's the time? The 31st of March, which is Sunday, mm-hmm. at between 3 and 5. So get there at 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's how many speakers will there be? Um, I think it's uh, four of us doing present the doing the uh, presentations. Um, open to all. Um, you can find it on Eventbrite to learn more about the people. Oh, so, oh okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's on, an info page. On, it's, on uh, posted by uh, San Francisco Indivisible or Indivisible San Francisco, and um, find we, it on Eventbrite. Are, are one, is one of the speakers going to be like a, a, a representation from the police department? That would be interesting. Um, I will bring that back to my cohort to talk about that. There are other groups that I have been pushing in that general direction. I also serve on the police chief's LGBT advisory forum. And, oh, yeah, bring them um, over. We, yeah, we definitely I have, <laughs> have a lot of good friends in that category to re- actually make it just a better connection between the community and our police force as to address the issues that come up um, from the community so that the police force can move in a different direction. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Okay. Is there anything else we should talk about, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, Nick. What? 
Yes. What? So you've got so since you've been here. I want a joke. Can we have a joke? Can we have a joke? You booked a, a gig oh. for the summertime in the open plaza, fabulous. And oh you may or may not be involved with the buy. I guess I better come up with some jokes to, by then. To, at least. Uh, to try and do a new. I wanted to say that the uh, efforts in the like in the Castro have really paid off. I don't know if you. Remember, it seems like ten years ago there was this feeling that it was losing its culture. That it was oh, yeah, just we, kind of, yeah, it was yeah. just kind of like a tourist destination. But no, the history wasn't really coming through. And then all these little things that have been well, done. Widen the sidewalk. That was a big yeah. project. Oh yeah, I, I hate yeah. any changes, but it, that one was. But well, now we have but, uh, enough. It turns out we, it's really yeah. nice. Now there's room for the scooters to like whiz by you yeah. without yeah. you hearing them. So <laughs> like disconcerting is like well. Rainbow crosswalks. I rolled my eyes, but you That's know now right. it's a, rainbow crosswalks. Now it gives it. It's got an LED. But you like the rainbow crosswalks now, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, they're okay. Uh, I feel yeah, like the most right. photographed question, rainbow actually. crosswalks <laughs> in the world, and I will say I've this, seen pictures. The, the most Oz, photographed oh. rainbow crosswalks in the world. <laughs> yeah, and I would say the best. I've seen people send me yeah. pictures of rainbow crosswalks from all over the world, whenever they go places, and they Australia, and I always think. And you laugh uh-uh. derisively. Ours are the best. <laughs> so for bringing folks uh, into the, the community uh, for like as tourists and whatnot, it's good. It's good for the city. Mm. It's probably a good thing. You know, it, it, you know, and I would say that you know people are so concerned about um, small businesses leaving in yeah. the neighborhood and, and vacancies and and um, the small businesses in the Castro's and you know across the city. But because San Francisco, remember, is really a tourist town. I mean, this mm. is you know, and we just I don't know who reads the Chronicle, but I I saw. That tur- tourism is up, even though people are complaining sure. that the city is so yeah. so dirty. Tourism is up this year, and um, the small businesses in the Castro really depend on tourism. They do, and, and the rents are outrageous. The rents are high. outrageous, yeah. and um, you know I think there's you know people who are kind of scratching their head, and th- thinking, well, so how come? Um, the um, cost of rent for commercial isn't you know like a supply and demand thing. How come when there are so many vacancies, the rents aren't going down? But it doesn't seem like that's happening um, with the commercial spaces. But um, yeah, you know, there, people there need to. There's a lot of turnover of businesses a, in the Castro. A lot of turnover yeah. and uh, Castro Street businesses. You know, the turnover kind of seems to happen fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, except for. One There's property a couple owner. of vacancies but, right now. Um, but that, yeah, that burrito shop's gone. Remember that one on the no. corner? Of, yeah. It's going to be another burrito shop oh, in the future, right? One. Oh, Zapata's. Fa- oh, the old burrito. Yeah, the old <laughs> Zapata's is gone. Right, but there's a if sign you like up there. The old burrito, just wait. Just wait you for the, the new, new one. one. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting. Yes. Go ahead. I thought you were going to make a buy joke there. For Burritos are a bisexual culture. I, I don't yeah, know. Everybody <laughs> likes burritos. <laughs> I want a burrito right now. I know. <laughs> my mouth is watering. Well, we're in the mission, so, you know. Right. Okay, you might throw a stone but in a burrito. Are, but are you pro or anti-lettuce in your burrito? I, like, mm. I feel like this is a San Francisco oh. thing oh. I see. Do they put lettuce in the burrito? I've never, I've never had a burrito no. with lettuce in it. They don't put a lot, though. I don't uh, think. It's, Some it's, very, it's very binary. There. Yeah. I'm fine with the minor of the lettuce. <laughs> I think it's like wrapped at the bottom or something. 
I'm all into cream cheese and guacamole. I've got to have not cream cheese. Uh, sour, sour cream. cream. <laughs> oh, that's a nice twist. I went to a taco truck. So kinky. I went to a taco truck in LA that had banana burritos. Banana burritos. That sounds good. It was actually like very plantain. good. Like plantain. Like works really well. Yeah. Works really Dessert well burrito? with the refried beans. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm. It's like all carb. Like really just good. all carbs. Let's Carb go. heaven. Somebody put an order in now for. <laughs> I was at a show's winding down fast tonight folks I was, I was at a burrito place and there was kind of like a teenage kid there trying to trying to roll the burrito and he just couldn't do it and he kept trying to fold it and just and um, I realized that vaping has destroyed the skill set of this generation you know? oh, you did they it. just don't know how to maybe there's a way to vapor vapes. a burrito steam it closed and, and joints yeah. <laughs> you gotta start rolling cigarettes again huh? and, and joints <laughs> maybe it's like <laughs> vinyl <laughs> records it'll come back all the time yeah. you know Vinyl's making so much is leaving the history uh, we hate change Shel Silverstein poem as a teaching remember the Shel Silverstein poem oh, about the joint that. rolling the joint roller um, the machine oh I gotta go look that up <laughs> I love Shel Silverstein yeah yeah it was one of the things I, I, and someone's gonna like go on the internet and be like she was wrong um, but it was one of the things he wrote for Playboy I think everyone goes on the internet to say she's wrong yeah. That's a, that's why that's, most people go that's on the what internet. The internet is for. Yeah, they're, wrong. they're wrong. Well, <laughs> to women. why don't we go to uh, Miami right now and oh, speak right. with the lead singer from Company B? Yeah. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be speaking with Susan from the group Company B in just a minute. Oh, wow. I'm fascinated to have the one and only, the one with the original band members on the telephone with us all the way down from Miami. Susan, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Hey, <laughs> welcome back to House of Pride Radio. Can we have a nice round of applause for hey. Susan? Hey, Susan. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Susan, I have a full room here. Let's go around and just tell us your names. Uh, my guests, uh, they're here. They're fans of yours. Hey, Susan. I'm Andrea. Nice to see you, hear you. Hi, Andrea. Hi, I'm Sean. I'm so excited Hi, to hear from you. Hi, I'm Bex. Nice to meet Hi. you. You too. Hi, I'm Nick. Hello. Hi, Nick. Big fan. We so we were like we were all we 
We have different opinions of this, the song "Fascinated." That one line where I'm um, fascinated by your love toy. Toy. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I I thought it meant uh, I thought it meant um, the whole person, the relationship. But that wasn't I. That was not an universal thought. But what were the other things you guys thought it was? So I was um, I was about 11 when I was when I heard that song on the radio all the time, and I was singing along with that song with my dad's girlfriend, and she goes, "Love toy, that's a penis," and I went, "What?" <laughs> and I was 11, and I like had never really thought about penises, and I certainly had never thought that there was a euphemism for a penis. Who knew that this song would have such an impact? On your I'm so excited to tell you that story. You have no idea. <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> I, I kind of thought it was it was what the girlfriend said. <laughs> okay. Okay. So put inquiring minds to rest, please, Susan. What did you all mean when you when that line was written into the song? Well, Isla Desma, um, who uh, started Company B, that he wrote that song, and he was. All about the sex. So, yes, it is the penis. Oh, Bex, you got it right, girl. And what does she win? I'm waving my hands in the air, and I'm also wearing a golden black jacket, so it's very dramatic. (laughs) Uh, That's fabulous. So, how are you doing down there, uh, over there in Miami? I'm doing great. I just finished seeing um, the drag queen's uh, roast. RuPaul's drag queen's roast just now. We just came out of the... um, the show, it was really good. Yes. Say that one more time. Who's the artist? No, RuPaul's Drag Queens. It was a roast. Ah, oh, got you. Oh, that's fun. Where is where is that? What's the name of Parkins Playhouse in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, all right, Fort Lauderdale. Hey. Okay. Um, Susan, tell us about the the new. Um, well, not the new, but this year's. Uh, um, company B lineup and performance uh, um, uh, schedule. Well, right now we're getting ready to go back in the studio. Um, we're still looking for people who write, who do the music, um, but we're going to start writing ourselves. Um, we've uh, added a couple of songs, old songs from the uh, first album to our show because before we, you know, people only wanted like 15, 20 minutes. We now have a 45 minute show. So we do um, some Spanish music. We do a couple of um, covers, plus our own stuff. Gotcha. And tell us the names of your current lineup. Now, you're you're the only original member from when the group was formed. Is that correct? Yes. We have a member Dahlia Chirinos and C.D. Mm-hmm. Bentoncourt, and they're both from Venezuela. Fabulous, fabulous. And... Uh, um, so when you do your show, of course you have the fans probably demand that you put all the hits in there. Is that right? <laughs> Can imagine leaving. Yes, it out. but some people are asking for like our first song, which was called "Jam on Me," and it's exactly what it means. "Jam on Me" is a <laughs> fabulous, underrated dance song. That song is amazing. You guys, if you need material, should re-record that uh, with you know a current beat and release it. We are. All right. I want to remix that one, Susan. Keep me in mind. Okay, I will. (laughs) Um, God, we all plug in ourselves today. Sorry about that. It's It's okay. (laughs) 
So you had a busy itinerary last year. You were uh, doing all of these huge uh, freestyle concerts, even in California. Um, how did? What did you take away from all that? Was it was it an awesome experience or? It was a great experience. Um, you know, we got to see some people we haven't seen in years, and it just made us want to go in the studio and do some more songs, some new music, and come out with a you know a banging hit. Yeah. Um, who are some of the folks from the freestyle world that you uh, ran into and hadn't seen in a while? Okay, let's see. Jade Starling. I mean, I saw Stevie B because Stevie B comes to Miami and um, Expose and uh, Lisa Lisa. We hadn't seen Taylor Dane in a while and she was on tour with us last year. Yeah. So it was nice to see her again. Amazing. Yes. Um, TKA. Uh, which they put, just put on tour. Um, uh, new shoes. Yeah, fabulous. And, um, all the all those yeah. big artists from the the freestyle genre were there in in these. Uh, who was um, who are the people producing those freestyle shows or the promoter? I'm, Alan maybe. Beck. He's out of California. Freestyle Explosion Tour. Gotcha. Freestyle is big over here, folks. In California, a lot of fans. Um, well, we're waiting to come to San Francisco. Evidently, oh, yeah. everyone is. So, what's, yeah. <laughs> We're ready. <laughs> I mean, yes, that would be just amazing. And I would love, if you do, I want House of Pride Radio to be there covering that event. Um, tell us about what you have so far lined up for uh, this year. Well, this year, like I said, we're mainly going in the studio. We're back in the kitchen with Company B and special guests, which, you know, Tweeka will be our special guest this year on um, In the Kitchen next, with Company B. Next Monday, yes. I'm going to Miami, folks. Yeah. yeah. It's yes, the Winter so Music Conference. I'm that. going for the first time. <laughs> I can't wait. Should I bring a dish? No, we cook. Okay, so don't bring anything. You're our guest. Okay. Are you making burritos by any chance? <laughs> no, we're doing. We're, we're, if you had a cook, what would you cook? We're health conscious, so we're doing a uh, chicken lettuce wrap. Oh, okay. It was a healthy. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My friend is in the car talking about eat before you come. <laughs> I have this fantasy, Susan, of you, you guys showing me during the show, like the routine to a fascinated where you do that kind of back step with your, one of your arms out in the front. Can you show me? You know, that's the Michael Jackson's, um, that's from his, um, beat it. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can I wear one of the blonde one, not the blonde, the platinum blonde white wigs? Sure you can. Yeah. The one with the bump. The one with the bump. Okay. I'll have it just for you. Make sure you pull that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be so much fun. Um, well, this is exciting. New music. New music coming from Company B. That is going to be hot. We're really excited, yes. New uh, video, everything, yes. Yeah. And I, I noticed I was, I was looking through some of the gigs that you guys did, and you've gotten in with the LGBTQ community down in your neck of the woods. How did that get started? Um, we've always had a big fan base with the gay community, LGBT. And uh, someone reached out to me that uh, I had seen a while back, and he wanted to know if we would be interested in doing, like we did the Gay 8 on Cayocha, which was over 60 to 70,000 people out there. And um, they just they just love us, and we love them. And it was a great show, and they want us back next year, so we're excited about that. And we're looking forward to doing more shows all over the country with the community. 
Awesome. And folks listening to us, they really do put on a great show. You you guys spend a lot of time, not only on the vocalization of your group, but you do uh, the choreography as well. Now, who's who's the... Who was you say is the director of that? Is that you? No. <laughs> no, that's Seedy. She's a choreographer. She's been a choreographer for like 20 years. So, yeah, she choreographers all our routines. I love that in a, in a girl group when they, well, the moves are in, um, you know, I like. Yeah, it keeps the synchronized. Synchronized. Thank you. <laughs> it's like what adjective am I looking for? Um, fabulous. Well, why don't we go out with the song you did last summer? You uh, you took a Banana Rama song and did a remake and and released that. Can you tell us the backstory about this? Um, our friend Frank um, was saying, "Oh my God, I love that song from the '80s. I think you should redo it. It's a great song." And we loved it. And we had a couple of people remix it, but uh, we got some airplay on it, and um, it's just a, a nice song for the summertime. Yeah, and it, the production value is, is awesome. I'm going to play it for my listening audience right now, if you don't mind. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, let's stay in touch. I'll see you next week, and uh, uh, can't wait. Um, thank you for your time. I know you're busy today. Can we get a nice round of applause okay. for Yay. Susan from Company B? Thank you, guys. I love you, guys. Bye-bye. Love you, too. Bye. Here it is, Company B, Cruel Summer.
just the dream of the other ideas. All right, all right. Oh, we got a phone call coming in. Let's see who that it is. It about five, six, seven thousand dollars. Well, that's the problem. Hello, you're on the air. <laughs> Where? Who? Who are we talking to? Rasa. This is, folks, this is Raza calling from Puerto Vallarta, Vallarta? I'm in Puerto Vallarta. Can you hear me, or is it too loud? It's really loud, but that's okay. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> wow, far move. away. I'm in the party zone, the Razona Romantica in Puerto Vallarta, oh, Mexico. Nice. Are you so drunk? Me, amigo. <laughs> you sound drunk. I'm moving, I'm moving. Okay. Well, uh, um... I hear a lot of noise. She must be having a good time. Roz is from San Francisco, and she's a she's a dancer. Uh, so, yes. did, uh, were you able to dance over in uh, in Mexico? I have a show tonight. Tell us about it. Tonight, there's a show in Puerto Vallarta here in Zona Romantico. The Zona Romantico is the. Um, LGBTQ area of Puerto Vallarta, and the show is at a club called Divas. That's fabulous. How did you get that show? I just walked into Divas and said, look, this is what I do. Would you like me to do something? And they said yes. Did they say yes in uh, English? Yeah, see, well, I mean, yes. See. Sí. <laughs> <laughs> They're bilingual. <laughs> oh, bi, come to the bi uh, You know, I'm stretching, I'm stretching. Yeah. Trying to wrap yeah. it all in. And we're going to have a, a, ba- a band playing music. It's going to be Mexican music, and then there's going to be multiple drag queens and a couple other performers and myself. Have you met any drag queens there yet? No, could you tell, if you have, could you tell us what their drag names are? <laughs> Actually, I don't know what their drag names are. They don't, they don't really announce that very much, but they do have drag queens here, and I've seen quite a few and met quite a few. And um, for the it, most part, you It's know, one of the drag names, Putinesca, by any chance? I'll just tell you, honestly, they don't do a lot of variety. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Not like San Francisco. Yay, we're the shining star of variety. Yes, San Francisco's shining. Um, in uh, Puerto Vallarta, so far, mostly what I've seen was um, drag queens dressing up as one of the Latino characters like Selena or Shakira, and then holding a microphone and really pretending they are that person. Oh my God, no Britney? I can't believe it. Yeah. Like, one of their hands is not even free. They're using a microphone. It's like, come on, man, learn to dance, do something. <laughs> well, that's why you're there, to spice it up, show them how that's it's done. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> how would you describe, Raza, your dancing if, to our listening My audience? My dancing, I do a lot of different types of dancing. I start out with belly dancing, uh, which they call Araby here in Mexico. And then I do samba and salsa and Indian Bollywood and also electronic dance music that I sing and uh, create the music and write. Yeah. All kinds of good stuff. I do some sword dancing, um, which I will not be able to do tonight. I won't be able to do any sword dancing because the Mexican government wouldn't let me fly with my sword. Oh, no. That is shocking. You tried, didn't you try to conceal that sword in the suitcase? 
<laughs> I did. I even tried to send it via FedEx and nobody would let me move it. Did it have blood on it? No. It's <laughs> not, not even sharp. It's a prop sword that she wears, balances on her head, yep, and then does like a dance to it. So I'm going to do a dance without my sword tonight, but okay, yeah, I, I'm famous swords. for the sword dance. Yeah, really. <laughs> get a plastic knife. One of those Harry Potter swords. <laughs> <laughs> From the buffet, get a club knife. One of those <laughs> that might help me here in Mexico. Actually, you know what? I'll tell you what. Mexico doesn't, is not scary, despite what people think in the, in the United States. It, it's pretty safe. I've been safe walking around here. It feels safer than San Francisco, just to compare a little bit. Well, folks, book your tickets now to Puerto Vallarta. It is safe. Um, what time is showtime? Showtime is in about two hours at 11 p.m. And I just want to let you know that Puerto Vallarta is considered the sister city of San Francisco. Everyone should come visit. Yeah. All right. Um, hey, did you? what did you have for dinner tonight? <laughs> Me? I didn't have dinner. I had uh, yogurt. Uh, <laughs> uh, just yogurt. The key word was burrito. Do you, are you going to have a burrito after the, after the show? <laughs> tacos later. <laughs> no, no, no. She needs to have like a fish taco or something. Mm. Fish taco. Mm. That one's yeah. a taco and a burrito. Guess what? Check out my Facebook Live. I'll do some of the drag queens tonight live. Okay, so okay. what time should people tune in? Well, let's see. You said it's, what time is it 735 there now? It here, 730? so 9.35. So I would say 9.30 um, your time. All right. 10.30, yeah, 9.30, 9.30 your time. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see Raza performing live in Mexico at Puerto Vallarta at a drag queen bar, tune into her Facebook page at 9.30, and you'll see a live show. That's exciting. Hey. Well, all right. Well, we've got to go. Let's have a nice round of applause for the one and yeah. only Raza. Thank you for calling us tonight. Yeah, thank you guys so much. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks. Folks, we got to wrap it up. Uh, so we usually go around the room one more time, and then you just tell us whatever you need to tell us, uh, starting with Andrea. Hey. So really, um, this rebuilding of Harvey Milk Plaza is is probably the, one of the more exciting things that's happened in the Castro um, in the last 10 years. Uh, so you really need to go check out uh, HarveyMilkPlaza.org. Can't wait for all of it to be... Um Open to the public. Open the, to the, the public. New, yeah, the, the new, new Harvey Milk Plaza will certainly um, meet all of our needs. When do you think that it'll be ready? What, what are you projecting? Probably about five years. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, oh, good Lord. I might I might not be alive, you know? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, 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 no. Don't name it in we'll your name. We'll all be here. No, you know, we're going to be at the ribbon cutting, that's for sure. <laughs> Fabulous. Who's next? Okay, sure. Um, what was the question? I forgot the question already. Just a summary. <laughs> it's oh, it's a roundabout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please uh, go to all of these websites that we're giving you. Um, for me, the Castro uh, LGBTQ, uh, org is where you find all the information about the Castro LGBT Cultural District. Uh, please complete our survey. Uh, it's got a lot of great questions uh, to collect your thoughts on how we can accomplish that. Uh, we are always wanting to hear from... as diverse voices as possible because uh, it's going to make the end result of what the Castro Cultural District will become um, diverse. Uh, um, so go to CastroLGBTQ.org and you can find us on all the social media handles about CastroLGBTQ. Thank you, Sean. Bex. 
Hey, so go to sfbicon, sfbicon.com and come speak at our <laughs> conference. Join us at our conference if you're attracted to mostly men and just occasionally like to cuddle with women you're welcome if you're if you're attracted almost entirely to women except for the occasional dalliance with men you're so welcome if you think you might be maybe a little bit bisexual but you've never tried it but you're kind of curious but you don't know just come it's fun we're great you're great join us and if you have something to speak about come speak and if you have money, give us some, please. <laughs> Thank you. And that's in October. They're still putting the show together. So if you want to be a part of it, do contact Bex. Yeah. That's buyers and buy tickets. Yes. <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, oh. All right. That was better than my stretch oh, with the wow. burrito. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. That, it could go either way. Ha ha. B-Y-O-B. B-Y-O bisexual. B-Y-O burrito. Yeah, it's a. Today's show has been sponsored. I want a super. (laughs) We are very burrito friendly. Burritos are bi culture. Yes, they are. Yes, Mm -hmm. there's a long there's there's a myth. There's a long history there. There's a myth that there's no such thing as bisexual culture, and I'm here to tell you that is wrong, Mm -hmm. wrong, wrong. I mean, doesn't bisexuality go back thousands of years in human? Yeah, well, different. I th- from what I read in National Geographic, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it started, it started years ago. And that, that National It's actually Geographic a start one. date, yeah. to tell you the truth. When <laughs> <laughs> right, right. it was invented, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was for a club party. <laughs> <laughs> Nick. So, yeah, I should probably plug stuff while I remember. Okay. Um, doing some stuff with... Uh, the Dreams on the Rocks Theater Productions. They recently did like a Barbarella on stage and Flash Chord. Oh my God, that sounds up, so funny. Coming up, they're doing Beetlejuice. And in June, I'm directing an episode of The Twilight Zone for them. Ooh, Ooh which and, one? Do you know? Uh, it's a secret okay. for now. You'll like it. Go see it. It's in June. Um, and uh, I'm doing some stand-up comedy. Ginorma Desmond's doing an appearance at Martoonies in a routine. That's my alter ego. And uh, that's uh, June first, I think. And uh, but yeah, I'm on I'm on Facebook too, Nick Leonard or Ginorma Desmond. Ginorma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the best place pe- folks could uh, go to to follow up on your upcoming gigs. Yeah, yeah I think at Nick Leonard on Facebook. Nick Leonard on Facebook, folks. And all my all my pointless updates too. <laughs> yeah. How did your last name? You spell that how? L-E-O-N-A-R-D. Pretty easy. Nick Leonard. Yeah, pretty uh, easy. That's my motto, yeah. Pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> but it on both sides of my brain. Uh, and you're rocking some pink Easter hair. Are you involved yeah. with the sisters of uh, the, at the park this year? Uh, no, but I love, I love their uh, appearance at the park. Oh, it's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Huge. It's a good Easter event. Yeah. yeah, I think they're back at Dolores Park this year. Are you serious? Oh, really? Yeah, not Oh, that's a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is oh, a story. Good. You should interview them. Trying to get some, who good. was I? Just, I was just speaking with Corey Nichols from Sisters of Petrol mm. and Indulgence, trying to get her and some of the ladies booked on the show. Maybe next week. Yeah. 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 That was great. All right. Well, we got to wrap things up. But before we do, we're going to go to New York City. My correspondent, Poon Draker. It gives us a two-minute pod every week, and that's how we're going to close the show. This one's called Pussycat. Guys ready?
Yeah, yeah, I think so. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> we'll find Go out. to the Big Apple. <laughs> the Big Apple, some pussycat in the Big Apple. Folks, thank you. House of Pride Radio. Here is Poon Draco. Oh, Poon, where are you? Let's try that again. Poon, where are you? Live from New York City, it is Poon Draker with Groovelines. Good evening and welcome to Groovelines. I'm Poon. You've been listening to House of Pride Radio, and we're going to send you off and do it to you in your eardrums in 88 words or less. So the other day, I was in the East Village in New York City, and I found a sticker on the street that said, Pussy Builds Strong Bones. So, in honor of that sentiment, I wanted to share a poem today about my cat. And say hi to your cat for me too. Here is Derek, my big flame point Siamese, the color of a creamsicle, so sweet he beats me to the pillow every night when he sees me getting ready for bed. Last one ends a rotten one, purrs so hard he hiccups and won't close his eyes until mine are. He, with tip of tail, candy caning, in full expression of feline happiness and confidence, walking a few feet and plopping down on the rug. When I look at him, he's spreading the toes on his front paw, the luxurious, slow unfolding of a lotus flower, each paw pad a pink petal. He, tiggering tail high through the house, immediately upon taking a dump is free. Yes, I do. You 
Now, an apprentice is, well, a kind of helper or assistant sorcerer, and his name was Mickey, and he could even do a few small magic tricks himself, like changing a teardrop into a dewdrop, and he could hardly wait until he was a full-fledged sorcerer and could fill the master's shoes, or rather the master's magic hat. In the meantime, he had to do the chores. Sorcerer was away someplace sorcery. Mickey would put on the master's magic hat. But nothing happened. He just fell down over his eyes. And he couldn't see his magic tricks even. One day the sorcerer had to go out of town to change a two-headed calf back into a stewing pot for an old lady. Mickey, he said, when I return, I expect that big tub in the from the fountain. There's been entirely too much daydreaming lately. Now to work. And he was gone in a purple cloud. Mickey put on the magic hat far back so it wouldn't fall down over his eyes. His ears kind of helped to hold it up. Now, thought Mickey, who will I command to do my work? He looked around the room and he saw an old broom in the corner. You, said Mickey, in his best sorcerer's voice. You, broom, fill the tub. And he glared very hard at the broom and he spoke the sorcerer's magic words. swept out to the fountain. Mickey followed, hardly daring to breathe, lest he break the spell. The broom filled the bucket and swept back along the corridor, not spilling a drop, mind you, and emptied the bucket into the tub. The broom made another trip. And another. sat down to watch. I have worked magic. I am a great sorcerer. And he sort of waved his hand at the broom as it...